the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared
the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared
Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is there anyone else on the line who'd like to say good morning? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. morning. At the same time, who do we have here? Yvette. And Yvette Marquette. Good morning, both of you. Good morning. Thank you for calling. Thank you, Deborah Evans. Deborah Evans? Yes. Oh, good, good morning. morning. God bless you. God bless you. Good morning, good. Sister Lisa. God bless everyone on the call. Happy Thursday. Hey, hey. I have a prayer Happy. request. I'm praying okay. for my grandson's court date this morning at 845 uh, please keep us in prayer, and also he's agreed to go to therapy for the loss of my son, his, which is his dad. It'll be four years, uh, January 31st, so he's agreed to do the work to uh, heal from uh, his father's being absent from his presence. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I got you. Thank you. And, his name is Markel. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to the Claire Victory. This is Dion. Is there anyone else who's just logged in who'd like to say good morning? Yes. Hello, Dion. Hey, DD. It is Moxie. <laughs> How are you, Moxie? Good morning. I am good. It just as soon as I heard your voice, my, when I tell you I just start smiling so hard. God be praised. <laughs> Let me tell you what um keep coming. I know we keep doing the greeting, but I, I couldn't wait to tell you this. Well, I keep on having dreams about my golden my gold boxing gloves. I said I'm gonna get me some like to wear around my neck or something or a charm. Oh thank you. Thank you for my golden boxing gloves, sis. I love you. Yes. I, I still, you know, I still love my cup, y'all. I'll still be, still be drinking all of my cup. I'm just saying, okay? No, that's right. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Is there anyone else who'd like to say good morning? This is our Declare Victory morning call. In case you're like, what number did I dial? Yes, you dialed the right number. Is there anyone else who'd like to say good morning? Good morning, it's Susie. Hi, Susie. Good morning. Good morning. Can you keep me in the prayers, please? I sure can. I'm having some problems. Good morning, Dee Dee. It's Simone. Hi, Simone. Good morning. It's so good to hear your voice. Good morning. Likewise, likewise. I'm like, oh, I'm here smiling. Nobody can see me, but I'm smiling in the room by myself. But good morning. I'm happy to be here and happy to hear everybody's voice. Is there anyone else who'd like to say good morning before we get started? Good morning. It's Brother Michael. Hey, Brother Michael. Good morning. Good morning, Sugarfoot, Dion, Dee Dee, Pryor. I love you. Love you too. Thank you. Good morning. Is there anybody else who'd like to say good morning? 
Well, welcome to the Claire Victory. I am your host, Dion. And if you're just logging in, go ahead and say good morning if you'd like to. Is there anybody else who'd like to say good morning before we get started? Got about five seconds. All right. Well, thank you so much. Now, before we move forward, we're going to ask everyone to please mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Dion, and I am your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure you join us during the month of January where our monthly theme is entitled Repentance. Each declarer will focus on the necessity and the value of a lifestyle of repentance and its impact on the advancement of the kingdom of God. Make sure you invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. Now, there is one announcement today. We will not have the Walk It Out Women's Call tonight. We will not have that call. And our prayer requests that were submitted on the app, we have one from Yolandra. She's asking for prayers for the spirit of April Goss, who passed away yesterday, um, that she rests with God. Please pray for the strength of her son, Josh, and her sister, Robin. We have another request from Beloved Barb. She's asking for prayer for her oldest daughter, Taisha. She has a life-threatening back and spine injury that requires a high-risk surgery. Agree with me in prayer that all will be well. We also have another prayer request from Sister Susie. She would like prayer. Sister Lisa's grandson, Markel, has a court today. So she's asking for prayer, and she did say he agreed to as therapy. So we are going to keep everyone in prayer. We also have one more. And I wrote it and I didn't put the name. So please, please join in with this name for me. Um, adding your daughter, Asia, RJ, and Angie, and the Moore family to the prayer list. And this request is from Robert Sr. No, Robert Sr. passed this morning. I'm sorry if I got that wrong. And the person who requested this prayer, could you please um, let us know so that we don't miss your name when the prayer warrior starts. Okay. So the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Raven. The declaration will be brought by Phyllis. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. Again, the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Raven. The declaration will be brought by Philip. The scripture for today, Romans 2 and 4. Or do you show contempt for the riches of his kindness, forbearance and patience, not realizing that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance? 
May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. Now, at this time, I'm going to ask you one more time to please put your phone on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Father, we thank you, we praise you, and we honor you for another opportunity to humble ourselves before you in prayer. Seeking you that we may find you. We thank you that we have the ability and the use of all of our limbs and faculties this morning. You've awoken us this morning. We were allowed to rise and shine. There's so many people who didn't have this opportunity to wake up. And so, Father, we acknowledge you for the ability to wake up, the ability to yawn, the ability to stand, to walk, to continue to live, move, and have our being. And so, we just want to thank you for that. And now, Father, we ask that you would forgive us for each and every one of our sins that we have committed. May we have known or unknown, God, we thank you for forgiving us. We thank you for the ability to repent um, and turn away from the things that we've done against your will, we've done against your way, and we've done against your word. Father, we ask that you would continue to show us how to turn our faces toward you, show us how to keep you on our mind, show us how to uh, be more diligent and and um, and humble toward your word and the things that you've assigned to our lives. And Father, we thank you for um, hearts that want to serve you. And so we ask that you would just continue to soften our hearts and broaden our understandings and open our minds to who you'd have us to become. We thank you that you're a sovereign God who forgives. You're a sovereign God who throws our sins away in the sea of forgetfulness. You're a sovereign God who continues to bless us and who sits us sits up high and looks down low. We thank you that you continue to draw us closer to you. You continue to show us the way, the truth, and the light. We thank you that you've assigned your son to come on earth and to redeem us of our sins, God, to give us the right to repentance. And so, Father, we thank you for the word repentance. We thank you for the theme this month that we're able to come to you and to seek you that we may find you and that you would show us in our hearts the areas that we need to repent in, God that we would reconcile unto you, God. We thank you that we have the opportunity to come to you now and that we're able to mute our phones as we join the line. Father, we thank you that we have the ability to share love with each other and that we have relationships that we're able to build with each other. God, we thank you for the assignment that you've placed on each of our lives. We thank you for the blood that you've uh, you've stained over each of our, but, our, our, our doorposts, God, that the enemy may pass over and not attempt to cross over uh, the doorway paths of our homes, our jobs, our cars, um, our churches, everywhere that we set foot, God. We know that we are blessed and everywhere that everything that we touch is blessed, God. We thank you um, that you've allowed us to uh, embark on our day's journey, God, that everything that we do today, we will remember you. We will remember your word. We will remember uh, your, your call that you placed on each of our lives. We ask that you would just continue to Give us the tenacity to humble ourselves. Give us uh, the wherewithal to seek you first. Um, the kingdom of God and all of your righteousness be added unto us. Father, now I ask that you would go to every person on this call, every home on this call, every car on this call, every person that is uh, that is visiting on this call, God, every person that is at work, God, that is treading the highways. I ask that you would cover, keep, and protect us, God, from all hurt, harm, danger, sickness, diseases, and viruses. Everywhere that we step foot, 
God, let there be an anointing that destroys every yoke, God, that we may seek you and that we may find you, God. We thank you that we have the ability to pray. We know that in third world countries, they have to sneak and honor you, God. But we thank you that in this country, we have a freedom to worship you. We have a freedom to lift your name. We have a freedom to give you all the glory, honor, and praise. We call on Jesus the Christ the solid rock on which we stand. We thank you that we have salvation. We thank you that we have a second opportunity at life. We thank you that every sin that we have committed is forgiven, God. We thank you that we have a second chance at worshiping you. We thank you that we have a separate second opportunity and a third opportunity. There's endless opportunities to walk with you, God. We thank you that you've never turned away from us, that you never leave us and nor forsake us, God. We thank you that even in this season, God, we're able to lift up our heads and we're able to smile. God, even in the situations that some of us may be in, we're able to acknowledge that this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it, regardless of what we go through, regardless of what we've experienced, regardless of what we've encountered, regardless of trials and tribulations, we will say yes to your word. We will say yes to your way. We thank you, Father, for another opportunity. We just thank you for another opportunity. We thank you for another opportunity. We ask that you would bless every person that has submitted a prayer request. We ask that we stand in agreement with each of those families. We stand in, the, in agreement with each of the requests. We stand in agreement with each of the people that, um, that have requested the prayers, God, even the ones that have not spoken up, the prayer requests that have gone unspoken, we ask that you would go through and sift through the hearts of men, sift through the hearts of women and children who are hurting, God. We ask that you would heal the brokenhearted, God, draw closer to them. Oh, God, we ask that you would lay a platform uh, before us that we're able to step up and reach you, God, that we can lift our hands and that we can reach you even in our deepest, darkest moments even in the moments where we feel like we're not close to you. We thank you for a spirit of forgiveness, that we're able to become whole and that we're able to reach your word, God, that even in moments where we don't feel like we can see you, God, God, give us a revelation of a new revelation of who you are, God, that we're able to obtain your word, that we're able to obtain who you've called us to be. Let us not forget your word. Let us not forget who you've called us to be, God, that we would all stand in righteousness, that we would all send in repentance, that we would turn away from our wicked ways and we would serve you. And then you would hear from us, God. We thank you that we're able to acknowledge you in prayer and we're able to stand together. God, we ask that you would just continue to impart into each of us, God, that we will go through in our day and we would not forget you, God, that we would depend on your word, that we would speak your word, that we would hear your word, that we would meditate on your word day and night. And as we take our phones off mute, I ask that you would go with us I ask that you would allow us to um, find someone new today that we're able to greet. As we take our phones off mute, I ask that you would help us to uh, make good decisions today. Hallelujah God, as we unify our prayer, we, God, we ask that you would just continue to way. stand with us, that you would show us the way. God, that you would be with us, God, that you are going to see 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 that you are going
Amen. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and we will be glad. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm so excited to be on here. And I just want to just say um, shout out to uh, everybody on the Declare Victory. Thank you for tuning in. Um, and of course, we've got to say uh, thank you, Ms. Dion, for allowing me to be on the platform. I honor you greatly. You are amazing. You know what I mean? Happy 10th year coming up, you know, for Declare Victory. Hallelujah. And what an awesome topic. What an awesome topic. Um, I'm going to just give us a couple of scriptures. Come from there. Um, um, just want to kind of set some foundation uh, real quick. I love the verse that the woman of God has said earlier. It's actually the verse that I'm going to kind of weave everything together from. Hallelujah. Uh, she was, uh, uh, she has stated the verse from Romans, um, chapter two, uh, verse four. I'm actually going to go back to, uh, the actual verse. Um, and I'm going to tie some things together with that. Hallelujah. And I'm going to read a couple of versions of this verse. Um, I'm going to give you the King James first of where we get the actual word uh, repentance from that she was reading. It says, or despise thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. Okay. Um, as a matter of fact, though, no. I want to do it like this, you all, because I really want us to, to get this thing. I'm going to read for verse one. I'm going to read the New King James Version. Okay. It says, therefore, you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are who judges. For in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. But we know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. And do you think this, O man? You who judge those practicing such things and doing the same, that you will escape the judgment of God. Again, verse 3 says, do you think this? You who judge those practicing such things and doing the same, that you will escape the judgment of God. Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance. Verse 5 is very important. But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to each one according to his deeds. Now, I want to stop right there. Um, there are a lot of nuggets in here. But the main thing is he was saying, hey, if you're judging somebody, all right, you don't think I'm going to hold you to the same level of accountability? And if you're telling people not to do certain things and you're doing those particular things, how do you feel that you're going to get some type of different um, uh, outcome from that thing? But then in the midst of that, he begins to say that it's actually 
the goodness of God that leads to repentance in verse 4. But then in verse 5, it says, but in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart. Now, I want to show the connection right now between repentance and hardness of heart. All right? You, we may ask, what is keeping me from repenting? Hardness of heart will keep us from turning our heart to the direction God wants us to go. The word repentance, as I know, has already been stated this month. A changing of mind, all right? When, when uh, John and, and Jesus, when they were saying the gospel, when they were preaching the gospel, and when they were saying, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand, or Jesus said in Matthew 12, 41, repent and believe the gospel. I'm sorry, not Matthew 12, 41. That was somewhere else where he says, repent and believe the gospel. He's basically saying, change your mind and believe the gospel. In other words, God, we have the power to change our minds. All right. Sometimes we ask God to do it for us. But we have the power to change our minds. But what hinders us from changing our minds in certain areas is when our heart grows hard, all right? We want to guard against our hearts growing hard. What are some things that can cause our heart to grow hard? Well, Hebrews chapter 3. If you go to Hebrews chapter 3, Hebrews chapter 3 speaks about unbelief. Do me a favor. If you don't have your phone on mute, mute your phone for me, please. Okay? Mute your phone for me. Thank you very much. Hebrews chapter 3, remember in verse 15, he says, while it is said today, today if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion. As a matter of fact, um, when he's speaking about the heart being hardened in Hebrews chapter 3, he actually says that this is the reason why Israel could not enter into the rest of the promised land. It's because their hearts were hardened. And in verse 12, he actually calls the hard heart a heart of unbelief. So unbelief is something that can harden the heart. Verse 13 in Hebrews chapter 3 goes a little deeper. It says, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So unbelief can harden our hearts, but also the deceitfulness of sin. Sin can harden our hearts. The more we engage in sin, the harder our hearts become. This is how that process happens, where people begin to walk away from God. It could start from engaging in one thing, and then there's a process that happens over and over and over until when the person begins to get farther and farther and farther away from God. Because every time we engage in these particular said actions, these particular said actions harden our heart, okay? We don't want our hearts to be hard. We want our hearts to be softened. Now, our God is so good. Our God is so good. 
And another word for that word goodness in Romans chapter 2, verse 4, is integral, but also kindness. Our God is so kind that he will try all types of ways in order to lead us into repentance. He will try all types of things in order to lead us into the place of changing our mind. But I want to make sure that you all hear truth coming from me. I want to make sure I'm aligned with the things that have already been preached. The Lord will, will, will come in all types of kind matters, in all types of ways to get us to repent. But it's up to us to make the choice to change our mind. It's up to us to make the choice to change our mind. And the Lord will try over and over and over and over again. Why? Because it is not his desire that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Come on. It's not his desire that any should perish, but that all shall come unto repentance. And I know some people don't like to hear what I'm about to say during these times that we're living in, but it's very, very important. This foundation has to be laid before we could go any further about repentance being a lifestyle. And it's this, why are you saved? Or better yet, what are you saved from? Why do we say we're saved? What, why does it say we're that? Why doesn't it say if you believe in Jesus Christ, you shall be blessed? Yes, blessings come. If you shall believe in Jesus Christ, you shall be whole. Yes, wholeness comes because one of the meanings of salvation is wholeness. But we don't walk around saying, hey, I'm whole. We don't walk around saying, hey, you know, uh, we don't identify ourselves as blessed. Like, for instance, when we walk up to somebody to find out if they're a follower of Christ, we don't say, hey, are you blessed? Right? Hey, are you whole? What do we say? Are you saved? What does that mean, saved? Saved from what? Saved from eternal torment in hell. That's what we're saved from. Eternal torment in hell. That's what we're saved from. We needed a representative to come and stand in our place and take our punishment for us. Because there was not one individual that was able to keep every single thing that was in the law. It was impossible. And this is not my revelation. This is scripture. If you were guilty of breaking one aspect of the law, you were guilty of breaking the entire law. And so what had to happen was a person had to come in our place who can be the right sacrifice to save us from judgment and damnation. And that representative was Jesus Christ. Jesus came. He lived on the earth. He was buried. He died on the cross of sinner's death. 
He he died a, a, a criminal's death. And after he died, he went down in the earth for three days and three nights, just like Jonah, who we're going to get into in a minute. And he rose back up again. Took the keys of hell and death away from Satan. Rose, came back on the earth, appeared to the disciples and others, and then went to heaven and is alive right now. And because Jesus died and rose again, because Jesus died on the cross for my sins, for your sins, hallelujah, and is alive right now. You and I can be saved. You and I can be saved. Saved from what? Saved from eternal damnation in hell. You and I can live in heaven. When we pass here, we leave this plane and we go directly to heaven if we are saved. But if we're not saved, there's a place of eternal torment for us. Okay? I don't know about you. Not only do I not want to go to hell, I don't, look, when I'm in heaven, I don't even want a glimpse. I don't even want to ask the Lord, Lord, what is hell? I don't, I don't want to listen. Okay? Because <laughs> when you really study the word of God about it, you wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy. In a crazy kind of way, it will actually keep your heart from being hardened if you really understood the depth of that particular thing. I'm not talking about from a religious, hard-hearted point of view. No, no, no. I'm talking about seeing that thing through the lens of the mercy of God. Hallelujah. You wouldn't wish hell on your worst enemy. But hell is a real place. It is. This is what we're saved from. This is what we're saved from when we're in Christ. But I also want to throw this other part out to you, too. In Scripture, the Bible explicitly speaks about how there will be those. This is Jesus. He says, who will come to him and say, Lord, did not we preach in your name, cast out devils in your name? Did we not prophesy in your name? And the Lord will say, depart from me, for I never knew you. That sounds like he's talking to somebody who thinks that they saved. No, I'm sorry. This is what he's talking about. He's talking to those who walked around and were doing things in his name. Preaching, prophesying, casting out devils. Okay? Let me start right now and say with me. This starts with me. Getting on this call. I'm not getting on here pointing any fingers. I'm getting on this call saying, yo, I'll start with me first. For real. That there's an understanding that there is a realm if I don't stay in Christ, that I can go into to where I don't even know God, where I could just be doing stuff in his name but not even know him. Hence why I'm 
now getting to the topic of the matter at hand, repentance. This is the beautiful thing about repentance. It's because God, in his mercy and his kindness, gives us the options to change our mind. Hallelujah. To change our mind. I do want to say that the Bible says that God is not mocked. The Bible also says not to tempt the Lord your God. Remember, when Satan told Jesus to throw throw himself down, and when he did, the angels would, would catch him, and then he used the scripture, Psalms chapter 91, where he says he will give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Jesus said the reason he wasn't going to do that is because it was a sin to tempt the Lord your God. What, is, what does that actually mean? Like, basically, this is the best way I could put it in today's terms. Uh, you know what? Let me go ahead and go do this. I know God will forgive me. Come on. Let me go on here. Go. I'm going to go wild out tonight, and then after I do, I'm just going to ask God just to forgive me. You know, that's tempting the Lord your God. If I go out, go out and do that, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man, I've, I've, been, I've been checking this person out. You know what? Let me, let, me go and, let me go fornicate with him tonight. I know it's wrong, but, you know, after I do it, I'm going to ask God for forgiveness. Even joke with the individual before we do it. You know, come on, come on, baby. You know God going to forgive us. Yeah. That's tempting the Lord, my God. And if we begin to learn the ways of the heart of God, see, how can I even understand repentance if I don't understand my God? We got to understand our God. And one of the ways, practical ways of understanding our God is reading the word of God with an open heart. Notice, I didn't just say reading the word of God. Why did I not say just reading the word of God? Because anybody can read the word of God. You could be a Hindu. You could be an Islam. You could read the word of God. I said reading the word of God with an open heart. Because when you're reading the word with an open heart, now you are giving Holy Spirit room to come and convict you of sin. When Jesus says the spirit of truth will come to reprove the world, that word reprove also means to convict. We want to read the word of God with an open heart. So then we can understand, we can hear the word of God when the word of God wants to minister to us in certain areas. There are certain things in our life, and we're going to do a prayer today about that. But we want God to show us. Lord, what area of my heart is hard? What area of my heart are you trying to get to? But the hardness of unbelief is dulling my hearing. Come on. We don't want to walk through this life being hardened in these particular areas. And then we wake up and say, man, I never knew God. Come on, y'all. This is this is real talk. This is real. This is real talk. And again, it starts with me first. 
I want to show us a scripture. Um, I want to, I want to show you something. And I know this is going to be a little ouchy, uh, what we go into. But look, y'all, it's the goodness of God that leads to repentance or the goodness of God that leads to the changing of the mind. Come on. We need our minds to be changed. Matthew 12, 41, Jesus is speaking. As a matter of fact, I'm going to start in verse 39 and go to 41. He says, but he answered and said to them, an evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up in, in the judgment with this generation and condemn it, listen, because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And indeed, a greater than Jonah is here. I want you to realize that Jesus not only compared what he was doing at that time with what happened at Jonah's time, but he also said, guess what? A greater than Jonah is here. Jesus compared himself to Jonah. All right? He actually says a greater than Jonah is here. So there are actual nuggets of revelation that we can get concerning repentance from Jonah. Okay? There are nuggets of revelation that we can get from studying Jonah. Yeah, because I know that there are two aspects, at least two aspects, when it relates to Jonah, when it relates to repentance. And one aspect is Jonah preaching a word that caused the entire city of Nineveh to repent. But there's also another aspect of repentance in Jonah, as some of us may already know, and that is Jonah having to repent. What did Jonah have to repent for? Yeah, I'll just read scripture right now. I'll just read scripture. Jonah, and I'm going to read the New Living Translation so you can really get a, a good practical understanding. Jonah runs from the Lord. The Lord gave this message to Jonah, son of Amittai, get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it, because I have seen how wicked its people are. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. Hmm. Jonah needed to repent. He needed to change his mind. What did he need to change his mind from? First of all, he needed to change his mind from the fact of God told you to do something. And instead of you saying yes, you're running away. Yeah, you're running away. So Jonah, through the kindness and the mercy of God, because it's God's kindness that leads to repentance. And when you study the word mercy, one of the meanings of the word mercy is kindness. So Jonah, through the mercies of God, would, had to go through what he went through. But that was actually the kindness of God. 
God was being kind to Jonah. We might sit in and say, wait a minute. How is Jonah being swallowed up by a fish, the kindness of God? How is Jonah being in a boat and the wind blowing, you know, and hurling the boat violently? How is that the kindness of God? Well, first, let me say this before I even go into the very practical part of it is anytime we try to understand God through our human reasoning, that's already, and and think we're going to understand, that's what we've already messed up, and this is what I mean. I can listen to an NBA player. I can watch an NBA player. I can observe things about an NBA player. I can notice things about what they do but I would never be able to understand what it's like to be in their shoes because I've never been an NBA player. So I would never fully understand. I can, I can maybe understand some things they say, but the whole overall thing, I just won't. I would never understand what it's like to be a woman. I can hear what's said. I can hear certain facts, certain statistics. I can hear women talk and share things. You know, I can look at the word and things that God says about women and their character and their nature and how, you know, uh, uh, one of the aspects of a mother is is, uh, the comforter, you know, what the Lord uh, spoke about, how he was a mother comforting Israel. But I can still never understand what it is to be a woman. And the moment that I sit there and I try to do that, I've already messed up. I I have to be resigned to the fact I'll never understand that. But it's the same way with God. We have to understand that God is reasoning on an entirely different level from us. Entirely different level. Come on. An entirely different level. And it was the mercy of God of allowing a fish to to come and swallow up Jonah. Now, you want to know what's interesting about this story? God brought me to this story. And just yesterday, I was talking to somebody and how they were sharing with me about Jonah, right? And they were sharing with me about how um, I was at this, uh, this meeting for Unity in Chicago. And he was sharing with me one-on-one about how the people of that time believed in a fish god. They believed in a fish god. And so it was so prophetic of Jonah coming and basically sharing a message after he just came out of a fish. And he began to uh, say some things to me that I've read in scripture, but I never thought about. The Bible literally says how Jonah, um, um, how seaweed was wrapped around his head. But I never think about the fact of Jonah coming out of the actual fish and what that must look like. You know, I'm just thinking like, you know, like on the cartoons, like Jonah, he just, he just come out come out of the whale. You know, I know we say a whale because it was a great big fish. You know what I'm saying? 
And he comes out, and when he comes out, you know, I'm just thinking he all clean. He got this light, this glory around him and all of that. Yo, he was just inside of a big old well. He got seaweed around his head. The point of the matter is the people knew that he had, you know, I mean, he's coming out of a fish. Think about that. He's coming out of a fish to minister to people who believe in a fish. This is the mercy of God. This is the goodness of God. This is the kindness of God. God in that particular matter caused two things to happen. He caused an entire city to repent, and he caused the man of God to repent. And what he had to deal with was Jonah's hardness of heart. And why did he have to deal with Jonah's hardness of heart? Because when we study this passage, we see how Jonah sat there and wished judgment upon Nineveh. Even at the end of Jonah, um, um, in chapter 4, verse 10 and 11, where the Lord, he had caused the plant to grow over Jonah, and then the plant died. And Jonah was angry because the plant died, and this plant that was protecting him from the sun. And the Lord said to him, you feel sorry about the plant, though you did nothing to put it there. It came quickly and died quickly. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people living in spiritual darkness, not to mention all the animals. Shouldn't I feel sorry for such a great city? Yeah. So it showed that Jonah had this thing in his heart, as we have often heard or, or, or talked about um, in our pulpit of how, you know, there was this hatred he had, this, hey, they deserve what they're going to get. Let the judgment of God be released upon them. And I think it's apropos to say that even for today's times. And this is what I mean. We want to check our hearts, people of God. Here's an area we want to make sure we repent in, okay? Here's an area right here. We want to check our hearts. When we see truth being released, uh, do we want that truth released so the individual can be crushed? Or do we want that truth being released because we want to see the individual restored? I'm going to say that again. Do we want that truth released because we want to see the person crushed? Or do we want the truth released because we want to see the individual restored? If you don't want to see somebody restored who has fallen in whatever it is they've fallen in, that's not the heart of God. I don't care how wicked that particular thing is the person did. And please hear me correctly what I'm saying. I am not excusing wickedness. No, not at all. But what I am saying is the heart of God wants us to cry out for mercy. He wants to see the person restored. He said it's not his desire that any should perish, but that all 
should be called to repentance. I didn't plan on even saying this, but I'm going to say this now because this is bubbling up. People of God, repentance as a lifestyle. We want to make sure we're repenting. We we want to make sure are there areas in our heart where we need to turn turn you know turn away from and turn to God. We want to keep our hearts humble. I already showed you the connection between repentance and a hard heart. So sometimes we're like, man, this thing is just too hard for me to do. Yeah, you got to humble yourself because sometimes there's something in that area of our heart that's saying, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to bow down to this particular thing. But let me tell you this as well, too. Another area we can have a hard heart in, using this Jonah example. We can have a heart that lacks mercy. And when I mean lacks mercy, I'm saying whether it's towards individuals that we've seen fall or whether it's towards individuals who we see wishing that someone will fall. There, there are usually when we go in a church setting, you have people who have a hatred, but quote unquote church people. So they'll sit there and they'll have mercy for the person who's messing up and everything. But if the quote unquote church person is making a mistake and and you know not demonstrating the love of God or whatever, we'll sit there and have extreme hatred towards them. People of God, we are called. We are called to be merciful. How can we preach messages of repentance starting with ourselves? How can we embrace the message of repentance if we don't embrace the mercy of God? It's the mercy of God, the goodness of God, the kindness of God that leads to repentance. Well, first, we got to start with ourselves. What area are you hard on yourself in? For real. Another area. What area am I prideful in? Do I exalt my denomination above the knowledge of God? Do I exalt my truth or my doctrine above the knowledge of God? You know, the Bible said, wisdom says in Proverbs 4, 2, I give you good doctrine. Are we exalting our doctrine above the knowledge of God? Yeah. And I was bringing this up. I'm saying this because what started bubbling up in me is something that I have been seeing a lot lately, and I never even thought to even put two and two together until I was just going through this scripture with you all on here. But I'm seeing some Jonah hearts, and I ain't talking about the redeemed Jonah heart. I'm talking about the heart that wanted all of Nineveh to die. I'm seeing some. I've seen prophetic words where people are getting up here talking about people are going to die. Let me, let me, let me, yeah. 
I'm sorry. I got. I got. I don't think I've ever said this on this broadcast. Now I've said this before. I've said this publicly, but I think this is my first time saying this on here. And so let me be very, very, very clear on what I'm going to say. And if this is you, no condemnation. I'm asking you to change your mind. Please repent. And it is this. If you are praying for someone to die, if you are wishing for someone to die, if you are prophesying that someone's going to die, and I'm not talking about if there's a possibility. I'm, I'm talking, y'all, y'all know what I'm saying. Come on. So-and-so is doing this and that, and the Lord says, you got 24 hours. You've been warned. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Thank God. Thank God that he ain't do that for me. Because I sure wouldn't be here on this line right now. I wouldn't have even made, made, <laughs> made it into the kingdom let alone worked out my salvation along the way. You know how many deaths I would have died? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, are you kidding me? And we getting up and we prophesying this stuff. We releasing these type of messages. Come on, y'all. And I'm saying this because I have had, I don't, I'm not into the side distance. I don't do that. That's why even if you look at my Facebook posts, I don't I don't do the passive aggressive stuff. I don't do I don't do it. I'm the type of person I will literally if I have a problem with something you saying, I will inbox you or call you. Complete strangers. I've done it. And I will continue to. I'm just not from that. Maybe it's my age. I'm just not from that school of the of the whole, you know, passive aggressive stuff on on Facebook. I'm like, if you got a problem, go to the person. What's up? Whatever it's going to be is what it's going to be. For real. But I'm saying this because I remember I had intercessors come to me, right? People who were, were on prayer teams telling me how they were a part of uh, ministries where they would pray for people to die. And I was so shocked. I was, I mean, I was, I was shocked. I can't even tell you how shocked I was. I was oblivious to it. And so I mentioned it the next day on a particular, um, I was on this prayer masterclass teaching, and I just mentioned it. And so many people on there began to repent. And that's what made, open my eyes to it. I was like, wait, people, people really on this? I'm telling y'all. We are in a time right now, if you can't tell, all right, whether in a secular arena or the Christian arena, where it just seems like it's a lot of, can I say, exposing or truth coming out, okay? And I'm not going to sit here and say, I don't know who's, I don't know if if it's, um, you know, uh, God doing it. I, I'm just being very transparent in saying this. I don't know if it's him, or I don't know if it's if it's uh, God has been trying. Now I know this: 
before anybody gets put on blast, God always goes to you and tries to get your attention, which is why it's very important for this message that we're talking about right now, because some of you right now, but let me just say this, all of us, right? I don't want you to think I'm pointing no fingers because I'm not. Look, all of us, started with me. There are areas where God tries to get our attention in. And he does it more than one time. He'll do it through the word. Sometimes he'll send people to tell you, just like he did with David. Notice he didn't send Nathan to put David on blast in front of the whole world. He'll do all of these things to try to get our attention. But the purpose of him getting our attention is not so he can crush us as far as as people. He's trying to get our attention so we won't be crushed by the sin. This is why. And then if we just keep on ignoring him, then the repercussions of the sin then come. The repercussions come. So I don't know over over the overall, if it's him, if it's the enemy, I don't know. But I know this much. I, I mean, Stevie Wonder could see that, my gosh, it's a lot of exposing going on right now. And so what I want to say to end this off is, one, our posture towards other people. Even if we see certain things being exposed, we are never to have a heart of rejoicing of their for their 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 downfall. We can rejoice that that evil is being brought to a halt, but the person the person again. When you understand hell, you wouldn't wish it on your worst enemy. Jesus wants to see that person restored. It is not his desire that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. All. Not some. All. We don't want to be rejoicing. We want to be crying out for them. Oh, my gosh, Lord. Okay, and the other uh, the other part of it is, um, yo, if the Lord is doing something or knocking at the door of your heart, yo, repent, repent. Don't just mean I'm sorry. Cause see, I could be sorry about something, and then you know, but but I'm I could say I'm sorry, but I'm gonna keep on doing it. And when I mean keep on doing it, I'm not talking about making mistakes in my process of trying not to do it. I'm talking about what I've just made up in my heart. I'm I'm just going to keep doing it. For real. No, we want to repent in that particular area. We want to repent. We also want to repent in any areas where we we excuse me are embracing or tolerating or justifying sin. Look, y'all, we got to know the heart of God. 
The Bible says, follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see God. That word holiness means set apart, sacred. We're, we're set apart. We're just different. We do different things. We do different things. It's just what it is, y'all. It's just what it is. You know what I'm saying? It's just what it is. See, the world cries out vengeance. The world cries out vengeance. God says with the kingdom, God says vengeance is mine. I will repay. But the blood of Jesus does not cry out vengeance. The blood of Jesus cries out mercy. Thank God. So we're going to do this thing right quick. All right? It's going to be real simple. We're going to say this simple prayer. And all I'm asking you to do from this prayer is keep your heart open today for the answer. That's all. We're going to say this simple prayer. All right? If you want to say this, repeat after me. If you don't want to say this, it's okay. You have free will. You have free will. But to those who want to say this, I want you to repeat after me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, will you reveal to me today areas in my heart where I need to repent, where I need to change my mind? Thank you that you will answer my prayer for my true desire is to know you and the power of your resurrection. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we want to open this up now. Um, First of all, if there was anybody that did not check in and just wants to say what's up, quick shout out or whatever, we could do that. And then after that, we could definitely um, go into the discussion. Um, you know what I mean? It might be a little real today. Well, it's always real on this line, first of all. <laughs> it's always real. So if there are any first-time people over here, I don't want you to be thrown off. If you, you just hear some rawness on here, okay? Does it be raw? You know what I mean? I love it. All right. Hi. I'm not a first-time caller, but could you repeat that prayer for me, please? Because I'm trying to write it down. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, just, just simply, um, um, say, uh, Father, in the, in the name of Jesus, um, I don't know if I'm going to repeat it verbatim. I just said it from my heart, but um, uh, Bill, I'll send you the playback. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm about to just be stumbling and bumbling up here. Okay. Sorry, and thank you. But if you prayed it, if you said it, you know what I'm saying? Oh, he going to show you. I just want to say it every day. It was really beautiful. But thank you. Amen. Yeah, you're welcome. Good morning. This is Mary. Thank you for that beautiful declaration. God bless you. God bless you. 
Good morning. This is Swanita. Awesome, awesome share today. Awesome. Amen. Good morning. This is Carla. That was so good. I had just did this all week. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Come on. Good morning, Dr. Phil. This is Catherine. Good morning. Great declaration. Amen. Amen. Good morning, Peace and love. Good morning. Peace and love. Yo, that was some fire right there. Mm, praise God. Good morning. This is Mia. Um, great prayer and great declaration. Thank y'all so much. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. A great decoration. Thank you, Dr. Phil. Amen. Good morning. This is Pamela. That was amazing. I appreciate you. Appreciate you, too. Yeah, good morning. This is Marv. What up? Good morning, Phil. This is Gloria. Love you. Thank you, bro. Hey, Gloria. Hello. <laughs> What's up, man? Morning, Dr. Yeah, Phil. yeah. Joining meeting now. Oh, God. What is that? Hello? Somebody just mute your phone, please. Mute your phone, whatever that is. Thank you. Good morning, Good morning man of God, Miss V. Awesome. Declaration and prayer. Amen. Good morning. Great morning, Dr. Phil. Great declaration. Thank you. You're welcome. Good morning, Phil. This Moxie, man. Thank you. That was amazing. That was amazing. Can't wait to talk about it. Amen. I'm trying to find it, I'm trying to find it, Michelle. Go ahead, Phil. Yo, somebody got a mute take. Somebody got a mute take thing. Mic check one two one two. Yeah. Well, everybody just press mute. How about that? 
Thank you. <laughs> All right, see, I hear, I hear something again. <laughs> Yo, amen. So yeah, um, no. So I, I actually just want to open it up. Um, I mean, it's so much I could say, but I don't, you know. I want to hear you all share, and you know, what is what? Are there any questions? Are there any thoughts? First, let me let me ask this: Is there anybody on here who has a question about repentance in any area? No condemnation. Whatever area you're talking about, it is all good. Let me start right there. Morning, Phil. Morning, Jesus. Hey, good morning. Morning. Oh, morning. Um, I don't have a question, but I could have swore you called my name in a declaration. I'm just saying, you know. But I, 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 <laughs> who is this? Shell. Um. <laughs> yes. I just think you called my name. I had to look at the phone. I was like, did you call my name, Phil? Why you didn't just put me on blast like that? But I know if it's been on blast, it ain't you. I already know who it is. So I get it. Oh <laughs> so I'm definitely going to listen to the to the playback and do the prayer again and again and again. But thank you for your share, sir. <laughs> Coming in like a locomotive. I, I hear you. I get it. I'm just going to go on and get back under the bed. I appreciate you, sir. Hey, Phil. Why you why you come Yo. in on this Thursday morning with a sledgehammer? Man, of God, this is your sister, Didi. Thank you for this morning. I'm like, ugh. Like, if you can't say amen, say ouch. But what you There go that poltergeist noise. Can somebody mute your line, please? Thank you. Right. When you were talking about it, right? <laughs> the devil is a lie. But you said so much. The one thing you said that I had to laugh about, and you're so right, is so many prophetess and ministers on social media. Sometimes I'm like, why are people even watching them? Because they're so boastful. And I love when you say boasting in the Lord. They're giving the word of God, but it's so harsh. And it's like you said, condemning folks to hell, and it's not even of the Lord. So I'm very, I've been very careful of who I follow. You know, some people can, they'll go to every, I'm, I, that's not me. I'm grateful for spiritual warfare that I was taught in my church. So I'm very careful. Because if you look in people's eyes, sometimes you do. I know you probably do. Some people that's giving a word and they uh, look, look in their eyes. They they look off. But anyway, what you did say about the hardening of the heart. Thank you, because I am understanding a heart that is not hard from hate, but hard from hurt is what I deal with, mm-hmm. right? So it's not hate, but yeah. it's hurt. And some of us have yeah. been hurt. Our yeah. hurt is so deep in our hearts that even when we yeah. think we've given it up, because see, people talk. It's easy to talk forgiveness and it's easy to, to talk scripture. But when you walk this thing out and when you give all the hurt to God for real and let him do it, you're led by him, if that makes sense. So for me, I've had to sit back, be quiet, not respond to a lot of stuff, not go because of my heart, I have hurt. I'm 56. I have some deep hurt. It's not hard, but we also have to be careful that we don't put up that wall of hardness because we're protecting the hurt. We got to give it to God and let him heal it for real. And then repent becomes, repentance becomes a lifestyle because you're not saying stuff. Because there's so many mean Christians, man, that talk about people and don't even realize that it's from because they haven't repented. Because there's no nothing that I should be able to say about my brother to you that I wouldn't say to you. If that makes sense. So I love you and thank you yeah. so much for just being my brother. You have grown, you have grooved me up. 
<laughs> Yo, listen, I want to, um, she, when she said that, um, she reminded me of something and I'm glad she brought up the hurt aspect. Um, uh, so I want to, um, I want to share something with you all that I wasn't going to, um, I didn't even think about it till she said it. So there's this, um, deliverance class. Um, that I've been um, uh, teaching, and we are going in right now in the area of the soul. Okay, we'll go like I'm talking about. We are going in in that particular area, and we know the soul is the what the mind, the will, um, the emotions. Right? That's the, the is that's the soul, the mind, the will, and the emotions, and what we uh what we touched on with the soul is how the soul can also um um do it or be affected by bitterness right and let me give you an example of what i mean so in job um uh, job chapter 10 verse 1 it says my soul is weary of my life I will leave my complaint upon myself. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. And so this particular verse actually shows how um, it actually shows how we can speak from a place of bitterness out of our soul. In other words, our emotions or our will or our mind, our intellect, right? If that area of our heart is hardened to bitterness, because bitterness is a hard root, because bitterness is connected to a hard heart. Now, we know that the cause of it is something that happened very extreme to where the heart was greatly wounded, because the heart is soft, and the heart was wounded by what happened. But then what ends up happening over time is if we don't effectively deal with that thing um, uh, in the, with the Lord healing it, what we do is we open the door to bitterness because we allow pride to now become the guard of our soul. And why do we allow pride to become the guard of our soul? Because we need something hard to protect our soft heart so our heart doesn't endure that pain. So out of survival, we grab the thing that can literally help us out. And the Bible talks about how pride has a hard outer shell. But here's another part about the soul. Psalms 13 verse 2 says, How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? And this passage is a powerful passage because it breaks down in Psalms 13 verse 2 how the counsel that we receive in our soul, we can actually counsel ourselves through our sorrow. In other words, we can actually allow our sorrow to be the thing that ministers to our mind. We can allow the sorrow to minister to our mind, to our will, and to our emotions. 
In other words, when we're constantly rehearsing the thing over and over, but when we rehearse it over and over, we're justifying in our heart our certain positions of why we feel the way that we feel. When we do that, we're allowing the pain to counsel our soul. And so now our soul begins to take on the image or the appearance of the counsel that we're receiving. This is why Jesus talks about how wisdom shall be justified um, of his children. You know, whatever wisdom that you're receiving, that's what we end up reflecting. And so our pain can begin to counsel our actual soul, our pains. This is this is it's right here in scripture. Our pains can counsel our soul. And so what we want to do is again with an open heart. We want to ask God, Lord, with an open heart, Lord, what is going on in my heart? God, where am I exalting my stuff over you? This is the will of God. Why? Because he talks about how casting down imaginations and every uh, vain or high thing that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. And when God shows us, that's where we make the decision that I am not saying is easy, but I'm just, just have to keep it real with this. We have to make that decision of God, I'm going to choose your way and your defense in this particular moment. And what makes it hard is not because, um, you know, um, we're mean or we're, 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 we're evil. It's not that. What makes it hard is because it's after you've been wounded, it's hard to tr- open up your heart to trusting, especially trusting someone who you can't physically see. And so now this is where our faith comes in. And this is where our also knowing God comes in. Okay, do I really trust that God is going to heal this area of my, do I really trust that his defense that he puts around my heart is going to be stronger than the defense that I put around my heart? That's what it boils down to. And a scripture that we can stand on with it. It's Psalms 147, verse 3. He heals the broken in heart, and he bandages up their wounds. Come on. Not only does God put a wall around our heart, but the Bible says he will be a wall of fire. Hallelujah. He will be a a wall of fire. So, um, Didi, I'm so glad you you brought that up because I want to use that as a moment like for all of us on here. All of us have been hurt. Now, I know there are different degrees, and, you know, some people have been hurt way, you know, harder than 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 others. So I'm not sitting here, you know, saying I understand everybody's pain because I don't. I haven't walked in your shoes, you know, but I am saying that no matter how great the pain is, you know, a part of repentance is literally making the decision to say, God, I am going to let you be the de- be the defender 100% in this area. I'm going to let you be the defender. And don't think about, well, I don't know if I could do that because I may make a mistake. No, no, no. Don't think like that. 
Just think like, God, I'm going to make you my defender. And he'll begin to take you along the way. And if you slip up, oops, okay, cool. He'll put you, you know what I mean? Pick you right back up. A wise man falls seven times. It's okay. But at least making the decision and being proactive to say, you are going to be my wall and you are going to be my defense. So if there's anybody struggling with pain, deep pain in the air or deep hurt in the area of their mind, in the area of your willpower, in the area of your emotional state, okay? This is a good day for you to repent in this particular area. Re- repent for for being the defense instead of allowing God and his truth and his word. And I'll end it on this. Um, Psalms 19 verse 7 says, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. Yes, God's word will convert your soul, transform your soul. It's scripture, Psalms 19, verse 7. Amen. Anybody else? Come on, y'all. Don't get quiet on me after that now. All I know is I woke up and chose violence today. No, I'm just swearing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm coming and I'm coming and I'm coming. He we can't breathe over here, Phil. We can't breathe. I'm coming. I'm grab the air. <laughs> Love is the most violent thing. Come on, y'all. <laughs> Mike, check anybody? This was just so good, Phil. I mean, literally, I got to agree with my daughter. It's just like you, you just stuck, just feel sucking up. I mean, with, um, you know, just receiving everything you were saying, man. You said so much. I mean, especially, of course, from the hardness of the heart, you know, that alone, you know what I'm saying? That was just like, wow, look, looking at it from a different perspective, you know, where you see where, yeah, that's hardening of the heart, you know. You know, you probably don't... um. I wish the person was dead, but at the same time, you like, shoot, if something happened to him, hey, not realizing that's yeah. still hard, you know, the heart. You get what I mean? Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, I was just thinking about that. Like, wow, you know, repentance for that, you know? I mean, you, you were just saying so much, you know, about the just humbling our heart, about just, you know, really trusting, in, you know, trusting in God, about even how if we don't repent, well, what you got me there, if by not repenting, the sin will crush us. And I was like, wow, that's so true. You know? Oh, God, Phil, you just blessed us, man. You just blessed us. But the most of all, you, we, of course, we know that the blood cries out mercy. I was just Come like, on. I mean, you were just saying so much. I was just like, God, God, thank you. Definitely got to re- redo the play- playback. But most of all, this is where you really sit. You really sit with the Father and Holy Spirit allow him to reveal those things that is hidden that we need to repent for, you know? Because once again, mm-hmm. just revelation, right, revelation on today of things just from your declaration was coming out of things I need, I need to repent for. So, man, I love you as always. I love you, man. Man of God, God, God be praised. Love you. Man, God be praised.
And yes, I'm, this is me again. Um, the bitterness of the heart, and like you said, and let me just give an example of where where I didn't know that. I'm sorry, I got a little uh, Tyler right here too. Sorry about that. But um, what I didn't when you said my husband, so my husband is um just got just found out that he is uh, having some kidney failure. Um, he's diabetic and. I, I ain't gonna lie. I really count him out. His mother died from um, diabetes, kidney failure. Brother died from diabetes, kidney failure. So I just put it in my heart, like he next, you know. So just to have to go and repent from that, I didn't even think that that was something that I would have to repent from, you know. So I've been listening to the call this week, and it's so many, it's such a list of things, but. Just to know, like, that my heart, I got so much work to do, but just in that alone, we're just like, I got to trust God. I I can't, like, not trust him even, you know, in, in this situation. And just got to fix my heart in that. So I thank you, Phil, for real. Thank you so much. Let me say this to you, woman of God, to encourage you. And I'm 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 not saying this to fluff your pillow. Yeah, All I'm right. listening. You... You don't have work to do. Jesus is doing the work. Okay? See, if okay. I can, if I'm looking at it like if I'm looking at it like I got to do all of this, like think how it is when you get a lot of different responsibilities you have to do and the more you get, sometimes it can look like you ain't going to never get to the end of that assignment. You know what I'm saying? The work that you need to do is what we're talking about today. Repent. That's the work you need to do. Repent and keep your heart open for Jesus. Okay? And Jesus, through his word, through through prayer, through the things he connects you to, whether people of God, whatever, he begins to pour into your heart. And he does the work. He does the work inside of your heart. The work that we do is what we're talking about right now. Think about it. What did he when, when he came? He didn't say, "Hey, you all got to do all of this work." No. What was Jesus's message all the time? Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent. In other words, change your mind. Change your mind. And everyone who changed their mind, all of a sudden, they start growing. This stuff starts happening in them. You know what I'm saying? It starts happening. And I, I want to encourage you with it. Like, look. The beautiful thing about the Lord is he was a human. So he understands. It's not that he can agree, that he agrees, because remember, the Bible says he can sympathize with our weaknesses, though he was without sin. And so it's understandable that, you know, your, your thought process with the husband, you even said it, it's based off of past failures, I mean, not failures, past hurts, you know what I mean, that you've experienced, past losses. So it makes 100% sense. And so the thing is, since you know that it's coming from the past hurt, this goes back to the scripture that I was touching on about how we can allow sorrow to minister counsel to the area of our soul. It's the sorrow of those past losses that have now been counseling the area of your mind, your will, and your emotions. 
And so what that does is it creates a veil over the heart. But the Bible also says in Corinthians, nevertheless, when they turn to Christ, the veil gets removed. And so what the Lord is knocking on the door of your heart for is telling you to have faith. To have faith. You still believe God. You don't know what God can do. I mean, or you don't know what God will do. But you have faith because there's that part of you that's saying it because you just don't want to be disappointed again. You don't you don't want your heart because that that hurts when you put your heart in a thing and then it's like, boom, what happens? And that 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 hurts, that that wounds, that stings. You know what I mean? But for whatever reason, if God is knocking on the door of your heart in that area, it's something he's trying to do. And so you want to just keep it open. You know what I'm saying? In that area. And I'm not saying that it's, that it's easy, but I, I will tell you this. I will give you a practical, um, um, a practical way of how to do it. Um, Romans 8, and I'm going to give you scripture so you understand that this is biblical. Romans 8, um, it's either 26 or 27, where it says how there, there are things that we don't know how to pray about those things. We don't. We we just don't know. And he said, "Holy Spirit will do it for us." And so, what I encourage you to do is, I encourage you to go to the Lord. Okay, I encourage you to go to the Lord, and you sit down and your prayer time. Be like, Lord, I'm gonna pray about my husband, right? And you begin to start praying in tongues about your husband. I ain't talking about for like five seconds, okay? I'm talking about mm-hmm. spending some time, whatever that allotted time. As a matter of fact, ask the Lord, how long should you do it? Because remember, what does the Bible say that praying in tongues does? In Jude verse 20, it says it builds up your faith, right? So your faith gets built up. But also what else is happening? Holy Spirit is communicating the things that need to be communicated in this particular area. All right. And so this thing is going to keep your heart softened. It's going to build up your faith. It's going to give you more of the knowledge of God. You know what I mean? In this particular area. And it's a very practical thing that you can do. All right. Um, to help you in this area. And I'll close it with this. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't understand. Um, uh, what that feels like, what you're going through. But I will say this. My aunt passed in 2017. The aunt I'm talking about, she was not just me, but all of my siblings. She was like our second mom, right? She was, she was my mom's sister. She was like our second mom, like our entire life, okay? This is who she was. We were very closely connected to her. And she, we all found out a month before she passed, that she had a month to live. She had uh, hid the thing from us. And she came to me and told me, I'm, I'm telling you some real talk. My aunt told me, she said, Philip, she said, I've made my peace with God. I'm ready to leave. Not not from a depressed place. She just was ready. She was, I forgot, my aunt was 75, 76 or something. She said, I've made my peace. I'm ready to leave. She said, under no circumstances are you to pray for me to be healed. She said, I want you every I want you to call me every day 
and I want you to pray with me. I want you to pray for me, but do not pray for me to be healed. Seriously. And so it threw me so off. And I was sitting there like, you know, because it was just bothering everything inside of me, right? But the one thing that I have learned is you can't, like, from going to hospitals, you can't pray against the person's will. You know what I'm saying? So I will always ask people in the first place in the hospital, do you want to live? And if they say, yeah, I'm going in in faith. If they say no, I try to at least encourage them of, uh, and try to find out where is this thought coming from. Like, like, yo, like, come on, you got to live. But my aunt, she's a woman of God. She was on fire for Jesus, all of that. And, yo, she just felt that was her, her time. And so what would help me? And praying for my aunt, yo, is this thing I'm telling you right now, are those tongues. Now, I don't remember what I was praying in English for her, but I'm telling you, praying in tongues really helped me through that period, through, through that period. Now, this end I'm about to tell you, I am in no way saying this is for your husband. I'm telling you just what had happened to me under the guise of the aunt who had said she was ready to go. So she calls me about an hour and a half before she dies. And she says, Philip, you better hurry up and come down here. I don't know how long I'm going to be able to hold on. I need you to come right now, for real. And she was stressing it. I was like, oh, snap. So I rushed. I called my, my brother, who was a power of attorney, my older brother for, for her. It was like, yo, I'm Barbara says, man, you can get, like, come on. This sound like she about to go. You know what I mean? So I rushed down there. And literally, when I got in the hospital room, I grabbed her hand. And for an entire hour, I prayed in tongues because I didn't know what to, like, what, what am I to pray? Like, she already said, don't, don't pray for me. I don't, I don't even know what to say. So I'm just praying for her in tongues for an hour, grabbing her hand while she's doing these heaves and all of this violent stuff, like, you know, that happens sometimes when people are passing to where my brother couldn't even take it. He had to leave out of the room because it was that bothersome to him. And so, yo, we go through the whole hour, right? I'm just praying. And then, like clockwork, yo, check this out. My aunt, who was weak and everything, jumps up, like from a laying down position. She sits up. I'm talking about like somebody literally pulled her up violently. She sits up. She looks to her right hand right right side and her arm immediately lifts up like somebody uh, is holding her arm and she looks to the left side arm jumps up like somebody's grabbing her arm then she looks straight ahead and her mouth gets super big and she says <gasps> like that like she saw something right but it wasn't a bad it wasn't that you know what i'm saying and then she fell back in her bed, and all her vital signs went down, and she died. Now, me personally, from sitting right there and seeing that, and it still trips me out every time I even talk about it. To me, there was no doubt that the angels of the Lord, an angel grabbed her on one side, and another angel grabbed her on the other side, and she saw where they were taking her to. She, you know what I'm saying? She was go going there to heaven and everything. Because my, my aunt was like, like a real, real woman of God. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying that 
it was those praying in tongues, you know what I'm saying, that really built my faith up in that particular area. And so I'm telling you, I don't know what God wants to do, but I know whatever it is it's going to do, it's going to be glorious, and it will always protect your heart. God will always protect your heart and make sure that right. your heart is sound. Amen? Amen. Thank you, Phil. You're welcome. Yo, anybody okay. else? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, this is that was some this is some powerful. Stuff. I'm definitely gonna have to listen back at this playback. But um, I was when I was listening to what you were saying to the sister, and you know, one of the things that's coming to my mind as you was talking is the you know the stronghold of how would I put it? The enemy has you know managed to come in. To the house of God, and you know the same uh, way we look at the world has been brought into to the church. So even though we say, you know, the Bible says that, you know, um, there's nothing we can do for our salvation; it's been done already. When we go out into the world every day, you know, it's like if you it's like you if you work, then you're rewarded. So that mentality that's another stronghold. That mentality, you know, um, that God did it for me, but I got to do something. I got to do something. And that's, you know, that's something I've been working through. <laughs> so I can understand what this is, why this is what you said. That's something that I've been working through. I'm understanding. I finally understood. understood. I'm finally really understanding from the heart what Christ has done for me. You know, um, from the mind is one thing, but from the heart is another thing. And so, but even with that, Still, the breaking down of that stronghold, you know, as uh, far as the world's concept of, you know, you, you, in order for you to get into something in, in life, you got, you know, you've got to do something. Um, where, you know, to think about Christ did it all, and like the only thing that we yeah. have really in our hands to do is action, is making choices, right? Making choices, like yeah. you said, making choice to repent, making choices. That's the only action required is to choose because if you really choose something and you really solid on that choice you're actually going to follow that but it's mm. just out of that mind that again you know what i'm saying that's, that's that was a nugget that was a nugget right there say this can you say that again <laughs> you said when you make a choice when you make a choice to do something you're gonna what when you really make and you're solid on you're gonna follow that choice right yep you know exactly you know, I mean, so really, the, the, the following the Lord is very simplistic, but it's because of, you know the the enemy is coming and he's you know put his little you know two cents in it that we make it. He's it's like we've bought into you got to do X Y three one two three to get it done. So we, it's very simplistic. You love somebody, really love somebody, they ain't got to ask you nothing. <laughs> you're just gonna follow, right? You're gonna whatever your heart tells you, you're gonna follow. So it's like, but I'm just saying that I kind of, I understand where she's coming from, you know, as far as going like you, when the first words come in her mouth, that I got to do so much because, you know, in life, yeah. that's the way it's played out. You do have to do stuff to be seen, to be, to be acknowledged, to be loved, you know what I'm saying? In the world's concept, but with God is, is, you know, that's, 
he's different. He creates the world. He's love. Um, and it's very simple. But I just want yeah. to, you know, I just need to put that out there because um, that is a stronghold itself. You know, the barriers. Yeah. The, you know, and then on top of that, just, just traumas of word curses over you and stuff like that. Just trying to break through all of that. You know, it, it's just the concept of somebody loving you so much that <laughs> that they did that for you. Just, you know what I'm saying? Uh, that's all can I, can I, can I, I think I listen to this playback. Let me simplify it like this, because at the end of the day, you all, the work that we do starts with the H word, humility. It's literally humbling yourself to the things of him. So let me put this real simple. You've been sitting there. I'm not saying this is you. I'm just making up a practical example. You know what? Guys have sat, every guy you met has been bogus. Every guy you've seen, every guy you've been around, even the guy you was raised by, every man was horrible and toxic. And then you run into this dude who is not only the direct opposite of that, this dude checks every single box of what you want a great man to be. And then this man, wants to sit there and wants to love you and you have a choice to make. Am I going to let my guards down and allow this man to love me? Or am I going to allow the pains of my past hurts to keep me from letting this wall down? And we see this a lot in life, but I bring that up because it's a choice. It's a choice. It's literally repentance is a choice. And the one of the areas that repentance really deals with in our soul area is our will. You know, we hear a lot about the, the mind or the intellect part. We hear a lot about the, the, the emotions, but it's the will. It's the will because your that will of yo am i gonna let this wall down am i going to humble my truth but no i've been hurt with every single man i've been hurt so how do i know i could trust him i've been hurt with every single one it's are we gonna allow the hurt to counsel our soul that's why i brought that verse up earlier are we gonna allow the hurt from our toxic past to continue to counsel our soul in a situation where somebody is actually good for us. That's why some relationships where, where you have men who, who sit there and be bogus to women and don't appreciate a good woman because of whatever thing is going on in their mind or whatever from toxicity, or I should say our mind, toxicity, or whether it's the other way around. That toxicity is counseling our soul. And it all boils down, you all, to humility. We got to humble ourselves. You know, I know Miss Dion, she shared things before. It talks about, yeah, when, you know, when you tell the truth, like everybody ain't going to like, look, it's going to bother you. It's going to poke at you. It's going to prod you. But at the end of the day, after the truth do all of that, we still have to make a choice. Am I going to humble myself and accept that truth or not? And and when you accept the truth, 
that's where the works that's that's where now the work is being done because you've let the wall down and said i'm gonna keep on letting truth work in my heart and like you just said so profoundly when you make a choice your actions begin to follow the choice that you make that was profound Amen. Good morning, Brother Phil. Anybody How else? I know we was going. Good morning. I didn't know we was going to get all deep like this over here this morning, but I'm here for it. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you today, man? What a good word on uh, repentance, and you know, uh, I do truly love the fact that that you use uh, Jonah, and uh, we know that without repentance, there can be no forgiveness. Yes. If you don't repent, that I mean, it's so simple. It's it's not, you know, we we have our our debates and and everyone that has spoken this morning spoke truly from the heart. It's in the seat of our heart, mm. though. Uh, when we uh, come up against uh, fiery trials and darts, that the darts and the arrows of the enemy, that he's so cunning and so wicked that you know repentance is made very easy for us without it there's no forgiveness that's you know that's the bottom line so even when jonah jonah was uh, sent on the mission to go uh to nineveh but he ended up going to tarsus and they threw him off the ship they were like uh-uh you raggedy <laughs> We gonna throw you off because you causing us to have too much problem here. Now, if you could, if this understand the scenario of or the scene that was going on on that ship, they had the the know how that this that this person that came on was not right. They went to him. They said you causing problems, and he was just you know mm -hmm. mainly on board. Like many of us, we go on board with uh, people, and you know they wrong. And so they were like, no way. We have a journey that we need to get to. And so when he ended up overboard, he eventually, his heart, even in those days, his heart was being, um, you know, absorbed. And God was just, you know, like, you, you've got to do this. 120,000 lives are standing in the balance for you to go and call repentance. People lives are standing in the balance, thanks to God. It is for us to go and tell them, yeah. not just call them. Tell them, you must repent. Even when Jesus was being baptized by John, there was a conversation of repentance with him and Jesus. And so I'm asking on today, how many is just sitting here, you hear these conversations, you've heard them all week, and now we're, you know, we're going on in. It's 30 days of repentance. So I would say, let's get on board. And everybody, by the end of this 30 days, we all have met the repentance. No matter where the hurt is, God forgave us. We hurt him. But he forgave us. So it's a matter of a heart change and a mind change. I'm so glad that you're here today, brother. Thank you. God bless. Amen. Wow. God bless you. Thank you. Praise God. Come on. 
Hey, Phil, it's Shell again. I just, um, as we begin to talk, and um, there's so much that connected, and you confirmed so much um, with the conversation that my daughter and I had right before the call, um, but I just keep hearing um, warning comes before destruction. And when we think about yeah. destruction, we always think about bad stuff, but it's a warning for us to take heed as to mm -hmm. what to come. God is so gracious that he allows mm -hmm. us and gives us signs and things to warn us. And when Mia was talking about, um, you know, the, the, the life, I mean, the family um, curses or whatever, and they're not always curses, but, you know, the, the diabetes, the colon cancer and all that stuff. But he, he makes us aware of these things so we'll know what to do in this now time. Um, he gives us the wisdom and knowledge to be able to pray and intercede, to change those things around. Um, and, of course, there it is, the Second Timothy 2 and 15, to study. We, if we don't search out the word, how will we know what we have to do? Um, we sometimes miss his voice because we don't read the word. But the word helps us along with, first off, his spirit. His spirit tells us, and, and, and I, me personally, with the conversation we had as my daughter was like, I think I missed because I wasn't on my watch. All you have to do is repent and ask the Lord to help you discern to be able to make like Juliet, um, uh, Julia said, make a choice to get up and be consistent and do those things that, that um, naturally and kernally push us away, but to use that stuff to press toward more into him to learn the things that he's instructing us and directing us to do. So it all came together. So thank you again, because this is the time. And have you noticed, even when you said that things are being exposed, but have you noticed that everybody is consecrating and fasting this part right now? Mm -hmm. And this is a time of repentance? Man, mm -hmm. God is not short of what he's doing. I thank him for his grace that mm -hmm. he makes a, gives us wisdom to understand and and to see and make that choice. So, yeah, that all this is just blowing me away. So, thank you again, Phil. Coming in like a little bit. This is Gloria. Anybody else? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. This is Gloria. Thank you. Thank you for allowing Holy Spirit to use you to give us the all around all around parts that even you didn't know we were going to venture into. I appreciate how um, God lets us know that our work is to just stand and trust him, take him at his words. And it's not, it is not surprising why the enemy tries to keep us from studying, from praying, from praying in the spirit, from meditating on the word. Because he doesn't want us to persevere. But it's our responsibility mm. to persevere, to press in. That's what our work is. So I appreciate you. God bless you, man of God. Mm. Man, God bless you so much. Wow. Phil, this is Catherine. God bless you. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Catherine. Me. Hey, you done sent me to the toilet, and I know everybody don't be wanting to hear, but I'm going to keep it P.I. You done sent me to the toilet, not just, not just you know, using the toilet 
um, um, growing up and everything, and God is so good because what, 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 what really, I felt a relief after the prayer, you know, because I, I, I don't use the bathroom. It's not easy for me to use the restroom, you know. And God is just good, you know what I'm saying? And I'm shaking right now. God is good. The heart oh is God. the heart, you know, and I'm just so grateful. Yeah. I am. I'm so grateful for how God set it up this morning for me. Do you hear me? I'm grateful. And I'm after, that, after that prayer, I couldn't hold it in. I have to get mm. up. God be praised because I love the Lord. Come on, Jesus. He know I do, you know, but he is certain things, so you know, the heart of the heart. You know, it, it keeps us from repentance. That, that's there, you know, and I'm grateful. I'm just so grateful. Thank you so much for this, this, this declaration. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, woman of God, let me encourage you, even though, you know, I was laughing too, but I want to say this in, in, um, you know, in deliverance, like we've learned too, uh, one of the ways that things manifest is you know when you got to go to the bathroom too and uh let me give you some scripture you know the bible colossians 3 verse 12 philippians 2 verse 1 um uh talks about the bowels of mercy all right like mercy is in the bowels and so since mercy is connected with the bowels you know, uh, uh, the enemy will attack that area, you know, so all of the the discomfort, the anger, you know, the Bible says anger rests in the bosom, okay? There's a scripture that talks about that. And so we can be holding things in, and the area where it's affecting is our bowel area. And so it's not a coincidence. You know, um, I remember uh, my buddy Anthony, he could tell you his story, too. Man, Anthony was ministering um, at Kimberlin's house to this lady one time, and she used to fight a lot, right? Like she used to, I mean, this is what she was known for, was like, you know, beating women up. Um, then she had got saved and everything. And... Um, you know, as we began to minister to her, calling some stuff out, all of a sudden, I was like, man, what is that smell, right? And I couldn't tell, but we kept on praying. And when we got done, she was like, man, you know, I feel so different. I got to I gotta go to the bathroom. And when she gets up, her entire back area, backside, all of that is covered in pee. You know what I mean? Now. I'm not saying that you're supposed to pee on yourself during deliverance, because look, I'll be stopping people. I'll be like, look, if you gotta go to the bathroom, please just just get up and go. We'll pause. But I am saying that that is a form of deliverance, and so I just want to let you know, like that wasn't something prophetic. No, that was a real thing that you just let go of. Hallelujah. God, thank you, Lord. Glory, God. I felt it. I felt the relief. I felt the relief. Get your bread, sis. Get your bread, sis. Hey, get that bread, sis. Hey. Hallelujah.
Anybody else? Mic check. Okay. All right. Well, God bless you all. And um, thank you all so much just for the day. And Lord God, just thank you. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We bless you. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for being so kind. Thank you for being so merciful. Hallelujah. Lord, we pray right now that the, the spirit of repentance, Lord God, is captivating us. Lord, we, we come into alignment with that apostolic mandate that you put on Dion's heart for repentance on this call. And so we thank you, God, for this month of just powerful transformation um, taking place. Lord, I pray that we would know you. We would know you more. We would know you more in the power of your resurrection. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. Love y'all and see ya. God bless you, Phil. God bless thank you, God. Phil. Thank, thank you. you. God bless everybody. Thank you, Phil. Thank you. Guys, have a good day. Hey, Phil. Phil, you yeah. still on the call? Oh. Can you give me a yeah, call? Yeah, yeah. Can you give me a call? Is this Dee Dee? Oh, this Ruth. Oh, this Ruth. Who is this? Ruth. Oh, Ruth. How long do you need to talk? Okay, what is no, I want to make sure I'm sending the information to the right person. Who is this? This Ruth. <laughs> Ruth you talking about Ruth Willis? Yes. <laughs> okay, okay. I wanted to make sure I, I, I you know. <laughs> I, I didn't know if you can hear me. Because my phone is all jacked yeah, up. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm right here on it now. What is Hold it? On. I'm, sending, I'm, I'm sending it to you literally uh, right now because, you know, uh, uh I told y'all before that Philip with one L. You know what I mean? Okay. Are you sending it to my inbox on on Facebook, or are you going to just call it out? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, I'm, I'm sending it right now. I'm gonna call it out too, but I'm sending it to you. I just okay, check so your inbox. It's, uh, it's dollar sign Philip M Watson. Philip M Watson um, with one L. I think it's in here. Let me just. Okay, I found it. The picture of you right here, Philip. One L M Watson. Okay, I got it. Dr. Phil, are we gonna see you on Saturday? I work I'm working on it. I'm I'm trying to find uh I'm, I'm working on it with them because they they, they they supposed to be telling me this schedule. Um I've been listen, I've been hunting them down all week. Like, what's up? When is this gonna happen? When is this? When is this? So I'm I'm working on it. I really am. All right, the good Lord. Okay, really Philip, check that right now. Let me know you got it. Hey, hey. <laughs> Phil, who uh, I need to pray call to make sure you get here on Saturday? <laughs> okay, I'm about to hang up. Phil, you got it? Oh, hey, man. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, okay no problem. Peace. Hope Amen. You God bless you. Thank you yes. for the declaration. God bless you all. Okay. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Bye. I don't understand how the doctor's not going to be in the room, but okay. 
<laughs> We're gonna intercede, uh, magnificent. We're gonna make sure it is. Jesus' name. Right, right. Coming to agreement. Love you, sis. We're gonna agree. Agree. Have a blessed day, Lord. Love you. You too. Love you more. <laughs> 